You're listening to The Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Owen 60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. This is episode number 30 of the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Dumaney with Colin Ward. And as I do every 10th episode, a huge shout out to uh, the man behind the music, our intro music, break music, Jonathan Howe. You can find him on Instagram and Twitter at Jonathan On Air. Always appreciate getting some help out, getting the show started. Yep. Thanks, Johnny. Johnny Howe. (laughs) Gordy, Uncle Gordy, Uncle Gordy, Aloha, the slap shot, maybe <laughs> the Hanson brothers. Is that what, is that the best part of a slap shot? What, Uncle Gordy, Gordy, <laughs> the goalie, yeah, pretty, pretty close. Good. Goalie, the goalie's pretty good. Yeah, anyway, maybe we'll start. Maybe we'll start our last segment with that video. All right, <laughs> no, no music today. We're going sure. hockey videos. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. We'll do it. Um, yeah, we got a jam-packed show for you today. Uh, another guest, but I'll get to that in a minute. Big uh, one. Yeah. And we're going streaking. We're going streaking. Again. We'll probably have a couple. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Um, knock on wood. Our lineup includes a debate about uh, Jeremy Bracco's chances about actually playing in the NHL at I don't, one point. I don't know how much of a debate it will be because reading the stats, he should be there over half the guys that got invited. But. Oh, okay. I just got the vibe from you when I texted you last week. Yeah, that you were like, nah, looked, that's stupid. That's before I looked at the numbers. I don't really pay attention to the Toronto Marlies, but <laughs> Yeah, well, that's fair. Um, Grand Rapids Griffins. Yeah. Even Belleville more, because Ottawa. It's interesting to see what Ottawa is doing. I like Ottawa's future. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as uh, training camps in the NHL are open, we'll run through all the OHLers. Um, competing for ice time in the playoffs. Uh, a couple of those names, Connor McMichael, Liam Foody, Phil Tomasino, just to name a few. Um, what else we got? We got one more topic you wanted to get to. I can't remember the what Q? it was. The Q news. Yeah, the Q. Yeah. And the, That's arena, a big one. And the U.S. team uh, situation here. Yep. If they plan to start and the borders aren't open, I mean, there might be a yep. situation we got on our hands. and We'll have to find how we rinks. Can solve that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so all of that coming up, and uh, oh yeah, we're uh, we're also going to be joined by uh, first overall pick Ty Nelson of the Boom, North drops Italian. It. He drops. It. I like that. <laughs> I like that. You made him guess like the extra two minutes, I believe. Yeah, man. Two, uh, three yeah. minute, minute and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're close. Yeah, round close up. enough. Yeah, always round up. <laughs> Closest unless, to the actual retail price without going over. Unless you're the, buying uh, something, you round down. <laughs> True. Then you round down. <laughs> we'll round down for age too. Yeah, true. Right. Yeah. So, I yeah. Mean, I, I really don't give it. I'm twenty. Really I'm twenty one. In thir- in uh, <laughs> fourteen months. <laughs> yeah, I'm, any- I'm twenty two and two weeks old, so I'm twenty two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, but uh, before we get to all of that, uh, we're just gonna. There's a couple headlines that we wanted to uh, to get to and let everyone know if you hadn't heard. Uh, and this is just us scrolling through the OHL website because they have a lot uh, up on their homepage right now. We'll start with a uh, big news: um, Akil Thomas and Elijah Roberts. Yeah, their Soul on Ice uh, podcast has been added to the NHL content lineup. Yeah, that's right on. That's uh, cool to see. Yeah, Elijah Roberts uh, headed to uh, university next year at Ryerson. Pretty sure yep, he's in Ryerson. the uh, sports media program oh, yeah. um, there at Ryerson U. And, of course, Akil Thomas has a bright future future coming in the NHL. So Golden goal. Yeah, exactly. The golden goal. Right? 
It doesn't matter what goal you score unless you score a Stanley Cup winner. That's the biggest goal of his life. I know, eh? That's the biggest goal of your life. I know. Unless you score a cup winner or like how Crosby I mean, scored the golden goal. I mean, you still look at his first OHO goal, the way he spun around the uh, the defenseman you on Erie and then backhanded it past, uh, I want to say, J- <laughs> I can't remember the goaltender's name. He did not finish the season. Was that, um, with the that, wouldn't be De- that wouldn't be Williams, would it? No. No, no that yeah. was the year after. It wasn't, wasn't Tim Pano. Tim Pano either? Tim Pano was the backup. It oh. was Jake. I don't know if this is pronounced right, right, but L-A-W-R was oh, the goalie's name. Lore, Jake Lauer. Lore. Lore. Yeah, I think. One second. Because I have it written down in my phone of the date. The score, really? the stats, the starting goalie. You should what tell, arena you should it was show him that one time. Well, I guess he won't be in the OHL next year. You should send that to I him. I think it's here. That'd be so cool if you could send that it to him. It better be here. If I lost this, I'm going to be angry. Especially like if you did it like 20 years down the road. I what mean, year? I could just look up the game and put it back in. But what year would that be? 2016. 2016, yeah. It was, I want to say October or the beginning of November. I can't quite remember. I'm looking up the roster. Um, I just remember emailing my boss at the time. I was just a, like my first month, first two 16, months as an 17? Yeah. Oh. Um, the Ice Dogs won by one goal, and I remember with... Yep, Jake Lore. Yeah. L-A-W-R. Yeah. With two seconds left, face-off to the blocker side of Stephen Dillon. Erie's got their top guys out, and Debrinkit, I think that was his first game back to the team. So face-off one... And it was Darren Radish at the point, shot it, picked the top corner, but Stephen Dillon's knob was in the way. The knob of his stick was in the way, or else it was a tie game headed to overtime. That's a cool feeling. That was your first broadcast? Ever, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. The the Akil Thomas call, we got to find that. Remember, I thought I found that, because remember the tribute that the Ice Dogs did for him? Yeah. But it was the Niagara broadcast, radio broadcast that was Akil's. But that'd be so cool for those actually. I know. I want, yeah. The Datsukian. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Datsukian goal from Akil. That's cool. Yeah, man. I mean... That's pretty neat. Uh, Gavin Bryant, number 13 for Pavel Datsuk. <laughs> yeah, when Gavin off. Bryant scores his first OHL goal, everyone we're going to play him. a clip of, oh, what a Datsuki oh, yeah. deep everyone, that was by everyone Ken tweet Daniels. Him. So. Everyone tweet him. Datsuki. Yeah. That was Datsuki. Like, he's going to be, be awesome. rattled. <laughs> no Sundeans allowed. Only <laughs> cup winners. <laughs> oh, boom, roasted. <laughs> Um, so yeah, big uh, congratulations to Akil Thomas and Elijah Roberts on uh, on their podcast added to the NHL content lineup. Moving on, the uh, city of Hamilton has announced uh, facility enhancements, including a new home for the Hamilton Bulldogs. And you and I were talking about this before we came on. The picture they showed, and I know it's never really the same as um, when what they actually build, but it looked like. They took the lower bowl of the first Ontario Center, kept like five rows of the upper deck, and then just put like curtains or something with the Bulldogs logo on it yeah. and like a small press box Wait, compared to the one they it have It literally now. looks like they just cut the top off. Yeah. They just cut the top off the upper bowl. Yeah. And left like three row, rows. Well, which I said they they could probably do that. Same with Kitchener, the way they did it. They just yeah. had to raise the roof but and Kitchener, add more seats. But Kitchener, you got to be careful. Kitchener should have raised the roof a little bit because the press box isn't well, really the yeah. best. And the upper decks in Kitchener, if you sit in the top 10 rows, I believe, 
you can't see it because you're you just, can see you the get, ice. You can see, you the, can't ice, see the scoreboard. But you caught, yeah, and you get caught looking at the TVs yeah. in front of you a lot. Yeah. Where it's like, you might as well stay home. Yeah, that's where the TVs work in favor for all the broadcasters. Obviously not TV, but in terms of radio where they don't have a second look at it, the TV's right there. So I can just, oh, okay, yeah, as we're looking at the replay here. You can see that, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's actually good yeah. for broadcasting. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's tough for as a fan if you're sitting there. Yeah. And you can't really see. Yeah. Press box is kind of like that, too. You can't see the scoreboard, and you look yeah, at the TV for the score. I mean, you, you also, you, most you of them have the live of, stats in front of them, but... but it, yeah, and it's perfect because you are kind of just see the fireboards. Mm-hmm. Good enough to see the whole arena, but yeah. it's close. Yeah, you don't have to look at they've the fans built, on the other side. No, they've built it, like, right to the max. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Well, it, there's toxic... Kitchener wants a new arena, but I don't know. I don't know. That was kind of a waste of money to revamp the old one. Yeah, Um, which didn't take $1 from the taxpayers, which is incredible. That's cool. Yeah. $50 million uh, this renovation would cost. eh? I don't know. Yeah, and it looks like they're kind of just lowering the roof and getting rid of the upper deck. It looks like a lot to renovate it. I think it'd be safer to build out here on the mountain. Mm Mm-hmm. By Lime Ridge, but be a lot less. It'd be a lot easier to get to games. And yeah, uh, shout and out to be, Reed Duffy because he lives on the mountains. So yeah, so that'd be cool. Be a closer drive for him. Oh yeah, I or mean, lesser of a drive. Couple stoplights. That'd be nice. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure where on the mountain he lives. He but, could yeah. live, you know, way on the mountain, way out towards the, the airport. But still, that's not even too far. No, it's perfect. I just think it should have been out here in the first place. But we'll see what happens. The down. I just think the downtown core needs yeah. a lot of work, and I think. It's a, it's a tough place to drive. Winter, summer, it doesn't matter the season. Winter's tough because you don't want to go down the mountain. It's yep. tough getting back up the mountain. But I just don't think it's a good idea to build it right back downtown because that's going to need a lot more work than it looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mean, there's a lot co- of area there that needs improvement. Yeah, if you live or commute to downtown Hamilton, it's going to be you a know. mess. And I, like I've driven there yeah. where they've had to close... Uh, streets because they're knocking down buildings, renovating buildings, and it sucks. And like that's a downtown hub where that arena is. Yeah, well, it is. When they're doing that, yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's like, and it also, that's a, you think it would be like a renovation, just cut up the top mm-hmm. because it's very hard like, to go on time when you tear it down and then build another one in the yeah. same spot. It's very hard to do that because look at the football field, yep. Tim Hortons Field. Went way over time. They had to play the extra year in Guelph. Mm-hmm. And the, I know they played a couple of games at Mac in the preseason, but that's preseason. Well, they hold still. their training camp at Mac too. So yeah. there was kind of ties there. But it's just tough, you mean, to go over budget like that when mm-hmm. you have expectations. You got, yeah. You're losing a lot of money with season tickets for football. I mean, hockey, it would be tough too to play a game at like the mountain here in yep. Hamilton. That would well, be tough. If you put it here, like there was a, pl- there was. Not a plan, but there was a motion put forward of putting it by Lime Ridge. And that's where you kind of have to look at it and be like, okay, because I've done the drive numerous times from the highway to First Ontario Center. Like when you get off the 403, it's probably 10 minutes minimum to get from the highway. Just this is based on traffic, traffic lights, you know, five to 10 minutes. Plus, parking down there is tricky other than underground. Yeah, I I just park underground. I just say screw it. if If you don't park underground, yeah, You're, I trust underground more in downtown Hamilton yeah, as well. That, so yeah, that too. Um, but if you think about it, why would you not want to put an arena next to the highway? I know it makes perfect Kitchener, sense. It's perfect. Yeah, it's right there Barry, off of Highway Eight. I th- like I said about this. Highway Seven Off Air. Well, Off Air, when I said like, it would be like Barry. 
Yeah, build a yeah, couple. Bar- oh my couple, god, Barry's I, perfect. I love Barry. It's now, right at the Niagara. beginning of Barry too. It's not like you have to drive through no, Barry. It's right it's there. Perfect. It's kind of like London's older, you know, the London Garden. Yeah, it's boom. Yep. And then it's got the. And if it just build a couple of restaurants out here, yep. boom, that'd be nice. Yep. Sarnia's right by the highway too. It's yeah. about well. The, yeah, it's not five far. minutes right there. Five, yeah, f- I think four four and a half minutes. So five, because yep. I think I timed that in November. Yeah, four and a half. Yep. I'm trying to think. I've. Oshawa is, and that's kind of a pain to get to from the 401. Yeah, but they, I mean, their but, attendance was down. Yeah. I mean, Oshawa is London, in downtown, and downtown's not right off the highway. Even Guelph. Guelph's downtown, because you got to drive quite a ways off the highway to get into Guelph. Yeah. But Guelph is a perfect setup because it's got the mall in there. Yep. Plus, it's just plus stupid. Parking. You have to enter and exit through it. Yeah. That's the only thing. Yeah, and it's only one stairwell there, Yeah, which that's... is very dangerous in the wintertime. <laughs> I mean, if you get your shoes, your sloshy, your boots, your sloshy going yep. in there, you're going to swipe out. Because the stairs aren't very wide. Mm. And, like, if, I mean, it's too tight. So, like, if you're slippery, you're going to wipe right out, which yeah. is pretty tough to have. Um, Where they would it be nice if they could have a ground entrance there. I know. That'd be pretty nice. Where the Where all the doors are is, on that main They have the pharmacy street. on the bottom. That'd be perfect. Just yeah, walk yeah, right yeah. in. Yeah. Walk straight in. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see uh, what develops with Hamilton more. They've been waiting numerous years. There've been talks they want to go to Burlington. Burlington to bring it to Brantford. Hey, um, one sixty effect. Um, but we're gonna have that discussion later on in terms of what the U.S. teams could do um, if the season starts and the borders closed. What else we got? Uh, big shout out here. Um, he's done a lot of stuff uh, in. Hockey in Michigan. Uh, yeah. He's had a partnership with the Wings, uh, Little Caesars Hockey Program. He's kind of involved in that. He's big in the Flint area. Um, congratulations to Rico Phillips, uh, now the Director of Cultural Diversity and Inclusion in the OHL and former Willie O'Ree Award winner. Yeah, that's cool to see. Yeah. I mean, uh, he was on London Live he, on uh, Friday, I believe. Oh, like really? 1210, yeah, they had him on London Live. Oh, right Next on. Dubs. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I didn't listen. I didn't get a chance to listen to it because I was on the golf course. Mm-hmm. I mean, tough golf course, too, by the way. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's, I didn't get a chance, but I'm going to listen to it tonight. Yeah. Uh, just uh, give you a quick quote uh, on the article. Again, this is on the uh, OHL website. Uh, Rico Phillips says, There's no question that the biggest challenge... Facing hockey and sports at all levels is how to ensure that the game is inclusive. I believe the key to doing this is to work hard and eradicate racism and ensure an environment that is free from any discrimination. Yeah, that's it's that's honestly, just part of the quote from Rico yeah, Phillips. Honestly, it's right on to see. If you can play, you can play. Who cares? Yep. If you can play, you can play. Yeah. Uh, and just one last thing on uh, on Rico Phillips. In 2010, he founded the Flint Inner City Youth Hockey Program. So, um, yeah, who's who's grown? It's grown a lot, by the way, too. I remember seeing a feature a feature on that last year, the year before on uh, the Wing, Red Wings Live. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. remember that yeah. it's grown a lot. I think last year, no, two I years ago, I think it was last fall. Wasn't yeah, it? like early. Because he just won the uh, Willie O'Ree Award yeah. last year, right? Yeah, I think John Keating was talking about it. Yeah. From Fox Sports Detroit. Yep. Yeah, in 2019, he received the NHL's prestigious yeah, so the Community Hero Award. Um, he's also a retired member of the City of Flint Fire Department, and being a first responder in Flint, uh, not too easy. Well, it wasn't, anyways. No, it's gotten better, though. Yeah. 
I mean, one of the best facilities in the OHL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, considering Flint's police department was the smallest in all of the United States, just a few. I could be wrong, still could be now, but I know just a few yeah. years ago it was uh, not doing too well. So uh, congratulations to Rico Phillips again. He is the uh, director of cultural diversity and inclusion in the OHL. Again, this article on their website. But, uh, yeah, so that's our uh, kind of run-through through through, uh, the most recent headlines throughout the uh, OHL. And uh, now we're going to get to our, whether it's a debate or not, or what's going to go on uh, right before we get to our guest. But uh, currently, Jeremy Bracco is not playing hockey. He is not at uh, Maple Leafs training camp, summer camp, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he is not getting ready for a playoff push. Um, don't know what he's doing. Probably playing a lot of chell, you know, keeping himself in shape, maybe maybe skating a little bit. But, uh, you know, when does his opportunity come in the NHL? I don't think it comes in Toronto. With him not getting invited, it doesn't come in Toronto. It's a bad decision. I mean, he's had decent points, 34 points in 44 games this year or last year now. Isn't a bad season the AHL. The AHL is a big, strong, tough league. Uh, the year before, 18-19, 79 points in 75. If you have 79 points in the AHL in 75 games, you should have a chance to get called up. That's yeah. you've earned you've earned your spot. There's no doubt in my mind. If you play, if you're putting up points like that, you've earned a spot. When other guys are getting called up who aren't putting up the production like that, mm-hmm. and you're not, I mean, there's something there. Uh, maybe they don't think he plays the right way or something. But there's something there, obviously, because he should be an NHL player by now. Yeah, and you think about all these OHLers getting called up, and it, there is a difference whether you want to argue me, argue with me or not. Junior hockey is not professional hockey. No, but they're the um, cute picks, right? They're their first-round picks that are getting the chances. The Liam Fee is a first-round pick. But Phil Jeremy Brock has been playing pick. professional hockey for three seasons. Nick Robertson yeah. is a really good player. But it's not like Brocco was a fifth round pick. He was drafted sixty first yeah. overall in the second round in uh, in twenty fifteen. So it's not like he's you know just one of those guys who didn't have a shot at the beginning and, and is now trying to get there. It's yeah. you're a second rounder if you've played three seasons, three to five seasons in the minors, and you're putting up points like seventy nine points in seventy five games. Your shot has hey. to come in that three to five year window. Nick Robertson, fifty third overall pick. So you should get your chance. Picks, so why guys, doesn't Nick like, Robertson go down to the Marlies? Yeah, why doesn't he go down well, to the Marlies? I, yeah, I'm just saying though. Like, I, I why does he? Mean. Why does he get his chance? Yeah. to go down there and develop. Well, no. because Jeremy Bracco in junior. Remember when he went to Windsor there, like on the as a trade there, and they went all in. Mm-hmm. He was one of the main talked about players. He was a good player. He's an elite player in the league, and he had to go to the AHL. And if a guy like that, who was an excellent skater, Jeremy Bracco was one of the best skaters in the league. When he was in the OHL. So, yeah. you, and guys always say, oh, their skating's lower, or they don't play the full the full 200-foot game now. Yeah. But Jeremy Bracco did. That's the thing that I don't really get. Yeah, and I just pulled up the article here from Sportsnet uh, about Mac Hollowell replacing Timothy Lilgren. Yeah. That's, that's where you're kind of like, did Bracco get a look at all? Yeah, head scratcher. I don't know. That's why I think there might be a, a maybe an agency thing. There might be something with the agents, with the Leafs front office. Who knows? Yeah. But there's something there because there's no way a guy like Bracco puts up points. There's no way he doesn't get the chance. Yeah, well, I'm just uh, quickly pulling unless, up. Uh, unless the core of that Leafs stats. team 
unless the core of that Leafs team doesn't really fit the mold. Yeah. There's, um, you see that a lot. Yeah, considering Hollowell's only played one se- not even a season in the AHL. He started the year in uh, in the ECHL in Newfoundland and then finished up in Toronto. He had uh, 12 points in 34 games as a Marley. He had 13 points in 19 games with the Growlers. So, so 34 and 44? Yeah. That and a- Mac Hollowell is an inch shorter than Jeremy Brocco. <laughs> Good stat. 30, I know. 34 and Brocco's 5'10", Hollowell's... Or, Bracco's 5'11", Hollowell's 5'10". Two penalty minutes this year, too, for Bracco. So it's not like he's, there's... Yeah, uh, it's not like he's... It's not like there's a situation there, like... Yeah. Because usually if there's, like, an ego thing, there's a lot of penalties. Yeah. Two penalties, or one penalty. That's nothing. Yeah, and Mac Hollowell was a fourth rounder, 118th overall. Yeah. It's almost double what Bracco was. Yeah, plus a cap hit for next... Well, for next year when this all ends. Mm-hmm. Bracco's got to get a chance because the cap's not going to go up. He's an RFA at the end of the year. Yeah, that's true. But the cap's not going to go up and his cap hits 842000 Yeah. So you got to give that the chance. when Because I saw 77% of the Leafs uh, cap is took up by eight players. It's oh, the most man. in the NHL. It's the most in the NHL. Anderson included in that? I believe so. Cap friendly because you have the obvious ones. You got Tavares, you got Matthews, Nylander, Marner. The um, Nylander deal is actually a good deal now. To be honest, Nylander had a good year. He had a good year. And I saw a video before I came in here. He's uh, on a line with Nylander at training camp. Or Robertson, sorry, Robertson. Nylander and Robertson are on a line together. Wow, that was pretty bad. But so get this: the Leafs are going to retain. They are. They're going to retain cap because they don't have a first round pick again this year, right? Yep. But. Their second, they have a second round pick and no third, so it dropped. Huh. They have one Their pick in the first screwed. three rounds. Yeah, they are screwed. And they that, have to win. I know in the that next would make Freddie Anderson. Wow, five million. That is one, is two, worth five three, million? four. Oh yeah. He's the only reason why they went to Game Seven against Boston. One, two, three, four. Uh, what do you count it? Oh, all the players with the, that make more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is one. Yeah, I don't know. It's is this just because he's a Sioux boy, Mac Hollowell? That goes into it. You look at their draft. I guarantee you, Toronto drafts Luke Evangelista, Antonio Strongest, or Zade Wisdom, or if Pitlick's still there. Which I don't think he will. But, yeah, but they, if Pitlick's there, he's going to Toronto. There's no chance. He's a Sioux. No, but I mean, he's got Toronto ties. And he plays in the O. Yeah, like, fair enough. Sixth. Highest paid player on the Ooh. Toronto Maple Leafs, Freddie Anderson. Freddie Anderson. Austin Matthews with 11.6. Uh, yep. John Tavares with 11. Mitch Marner with 10.9. William Nylander with 6.9. William Nylander, though, that's a better contract now because he put up points this year. Last year, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, but better. I don't know. I still think there's an issue there when it comes to cap. I think Nylander yeah. isn't. He's not on a Marner level. He's not on a Matthews. He's not Tavares. Like, you know what I mean? Well, if you look at it, that's like Dallas, too. Dallas has 815 bucks in final cap space right now on Cat Friendly. $815? Yeah, $815. Wow. That's risky. I mean, you're going to see Ty Delandria getting a chance there. You're going yep. to see Jason Robinson, yep. Robertson getting a chance there. Thomas Harley soon enough. Yeah, you're going to see that. Yeah. That's another ad. Yeah, well, and that's something that we can even chat about about uh these OHLers getting a chance um uh to play is all of these players that are opting out because of COVID. Yeah. It's a free spot, right? Yep. I mean, 
You're gonna see Evan Bouchard uh, going yeah. at Mike Green roll right yeah. away. Mike Mike Green. I mean, probably Evan Bouchard is gonna give you more point production than Mike Green will. To be honest, Bouchard's a stud. I mean, you get to see him. I got to see him play a lot in London, but mm-hmm. even if you didn't see him play a lot in London, or you got to see him play this year in the AHL, he looked pretty good. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. It's tough to tell. You wonder. If another Leaf decides, no, this is dumb. I'm not doing this. And maybe Who's Bracco, coming but up? they invited a few guys. Um, does Durargachinsev have a chance at coming if someone gets injured or, you know, decides I don't want to do this? Like, I don't know. Yeah, you might see that. But I think that if Bracco isn't the next player up, there's a he is gone. It's ringing bells now. There's, there's no It's ringing way. bells now, though. It's ringing if bells, I'm Detroit, I give him a chance. Oh, for sure. If you give uh, Tim a shot a chance, you might as well give him yeah, a chance. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, Good point. Yeah. Thank you. means a lot. <laughs> Appreciate well, that. I mean, considering Timoshov couldn't play because his visa was all screwed up, Brocco's yeah. American, so it doesn't make a difference. So Nope. We'll bring him over. Uh, Anyways, um, that's our thoughts on the Leafs' decision to not have Jeremy Bracco on their roster for the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs. And that rounds out our first segment. Uh, lots more to come on the show. We uh, we are going to talk what U.S. teams could uh, possibly be exploring in terms of I'm excited um, for. arenas to play in, cities to play in if the U.S. border is closed. Um, wow, that's bad. I forgot what else we had. There's one more. I the Q. The Q. Dang, that's the same thing I forgot of the... Oh, well. It's all good. Um, the Q possibly... I have them every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> what the Q is possibly thinking, lots of rumors coming out. Uh, we'll bring up the tweet that both Colin and I saw earlier today. But uh, before that happens, right after the break, we will join be joined by first overall pick... Number one's Ty a big deal. Nelson. <laughs> uh, so we'll have a chat with him about uh, life right now, getting ready for his first OHL season. We kind of got a look at it oh, from I, Gavin Bryant's perspective. That. So we'll see uh, how Ty Nelson is dealing with it as the first overall pick. I, I botched that, by the way. I just said, welcome to the OHL. Number one's a big deal. <laughs> Come maybe, on, maybe man. we'll open it. Let's maybe, go. maybe we'll open open the segment with that video. Should we surprise him? Do it. Okay. That'd we're be gonna cool. we're gonna surprise him. We'll yeah. be ready for this reaction <laughs> on the other side. Uh all right, yeah. So after the break, Ty Nelson of the North Bay Battalion gonna join us. You're listening to the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 Pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast with Colin Ward. I'm Reese Dumanian. Time for the biggest part of our show this week. We are joined by first overall pick, number Ty one. Nelson. Welcome yeah, to the OHL, number one's a big deal. <laughs> Couldn't find it. Brutal. Come on, YouTube. Uh, thanks for doing this, Ty. Oh, thank you for having me. So uh, how is your offseason been i know for players that have been in the o already for a year or however long they've been in it and they're you know getting ready for the next season they know what they're going through but uh coming from minor midget and going into the o you're kind of like okay like i'm so excited like i got drafted i'm ready to go and oh i might have to wait a little bit longer so like, how's that process been for you well it's definitely been a 
a little bit more difficult than I would say the normal transition would be because I have to wait a little bit extra. I haven't been able to get up there yet or anything, but honestly, um, the gym that I work out with made it amazing. Like as soon as it was possible, um, they moved outside so we could go work out outside. So I'm definitely just trying to over-prepare myself as our, uh, North Bay captain said, Luke Moncada, we don't know when, when we're going to start. So you just got to be over-prepared and be ready to go whenever we can. Did you get a welcome from him? Like a welcome text saying, Hey, well, you know, it's nice to have you in North Bay and, uh, we're looking forward to next year. Absolutely. Actually, he called me the day of the draft. Oh, that's right, cool. after, right after he gave me a call, a bunch of the, the guys on North Bay actually reached out, all the coaches, everyone reached out. It was, they definitely made it a warm welcome. So your draft year, how much do you pay attention to the rankings? Honestly, um, I, there's a few rankings that came out. If if I seen it, I seen it. I wasn't really yeah. going in looking to it. I just say, oh, I'm going to go on the ice, do whatever I need to do, and get drafted as high as possible. Yeah, when we had Gavin Bryant on the draft pick, by the second round pick by the Owen Sound Attack, he said that as well. You don't really pay much attention to it. You just enjoy your last year and minor exactly. midget with your guys. So yeah. the tr- the Toronto Junior Canadians program, how much of a how much is that program meant to you? You guys had a huge year draft wise. How much has that meant to you? I couldn't thank them enough. I played five out of my seven years in um, the GTHL there. I played two with the Marlies, but um, they're both great organizations, and I can't thank them enough. Man, I've, I went through with many coaches that have helped me and developed me, and if I, I want to thank them all by um, just saying thank you and giving them as much recognition as they can because they've all helped me in a certain part of my game. With Ty Nelson of the North Bay Battalion, uh, Ty, you talk about the rankings, not paying too much attention to it, but uh, we were talking beforehand. You had actually uh, heard from North Bay on the Wednesday before the draft, uh, you know, saying, hey, you know, you're on our list. You're coming to North Bay. But uh, before that, did you hear anything? Like, did you have any meetings with scouts or coaches, like from any of the teams that were interested? Well, um, well, having COVID, I definitely, like, I believe the calls ranked up a lot and. Uh, I think I talked to about the top 10 teams all during maybe even before COVID and leading up to the draft. I talked to everyone, I believe, up till Owen Sound, all of those teams. And then I, I talked to a couple teams twice, but uh, we talked to them. And then North Bay, we talked to two to three times before the they actually gave me the call on that Wednesday saying that they were going to take me first overall. How long did that take to sink in? You're the first overall pick. Honestly, it's, still hard to believe sometimes yeah that's pretty cool so also you had your teammate from the junior canadians go second overall pano femus uh what was that like have you guys talked at all about that no one and two um we uh just watching pano playing with pano for a lot of years he's a great player and he definitely deserved to go number two or he could have even went number one um he's a great player it's just uh Definitely, I wish him best of luck, and he said he loves Niagara, and I'm super happy for him. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, you guys are division rivals now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Have you guys planned that first game against each other yet? Any uh, uh, Anything at the blue line? So your first game, like, let's say your first game's in Niagara or in North Bay against Niagara. What's that going to be like playing Pano for the first time? It's going to be different, definitely, because uh, I haven't played him in a long time. I would say probably two or three years since I've actually faced him. But uh, it's going to be fun, definitely. Maybe get a picture in before the game, but uh, give him a couple chirps, maybe stick him in the back of the legs a couple times. 
Well, you get the real warm-ups now, the 15-minute warm-up there. You can skate along the blue uh, around uh, center ice there and talk to him a little bit, too. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Plus the solo lap. That'll be cool. Ty, looking at the uh, battalion defense corps from uh, from a season ago, a lot of stars there indicating uh, rookies uh, probably had an opportunity to look at the roster and see what players are there and obviously talking with North Bay's front office. But when you look at it, there's five rookies right now um, that played for them last season on their decor. How excited does that get you for the future of this team? And obviously with your team's second round pick, uh, even a little bit more excited. But uh, just looking at it from a decor standpoint, it must be pretty exciting to be a battalion uh, prospect right now. Absolutely. Like if looking at the drafts that they had uh, last year and then now this year, I, I'd say we definitely have been like one of the best teams in the drafts drafting players because we have so many like great rookies. Like for example, well, Liam Marsby, the Christopoulos brothers going into their second year, they were, they're all yeah. great players and they played for an amazing team, that old three Don Mills team. And then now taking um, all the draft picks that we had, like uh, Tanias Masterin, Dylan Wakeley, um, Steven Chenzis and all the way through to the back end with Vince Bayaki in the 15th round. Um, we, I say it's all solid draft picks around. Have you talked to any of the fellow prospects? Uh, yeah, actually on draft day, um, North Bay reached out. So, cause I knew the day before, so yeah. I actually had the opportunity to call Tanias Matherin and, um, uh, Dylan Wakeley on draft day, just saying congratulations and, um, that, and then whenever like the draft happened, I'd, uh, even if I didn't know the kids, I'd, I'd try and find their social media and just send them yeah. a congratulations text message. Yeah, that's right. On, uh, so what type of player we all know, well, you're an elite skilled defenseman. Uh, what type of player are the North Bay Battalion getting in Ty Nelson? Well, I'd like to say I'm a leader and I'll do whatever the team needs me to do. I'm a two-way defenseman that loves to play in the offensive zone, loves to make things happen, um, love to control a power play, and then also love to be that hardcore defenseman that takes that big shot block or um, takes a big hit to make a play or they need me to drop the gloves i'll drop the gloves with someone oh i love it <laughs> i can't That's wait awesome for his coming in as a rookie oh, oh yeah you only so, got three though ty so you gotta <laughs> yeah so that game last year you scored a goal between the legs inside out the defenseman scored between the legs did you plan that at all honestly it was just all in the moment like didn't really think um that it was gonna happen but thank god i scored because i knew if i didn't i was gonna go to the bench and get a Nice ripping into. <laughs> that was under, that, that was smooth. So you said off air. We asked, did you get your equipment yet? That's a pretty cool experience, though, eh? Yes, definitely. It's all love the colors. Definitely, most people I, I think don't really like the color until they actually see it. And oh, they're cool. It's actually, a great green, I believe. With Ty Nelson, uh, first overall pick from the 2020 OHL Priority Selection. Uh, just looking at all your stats, all the teams you've uh, played with, you part of the Canada U16 team. Uh, you played in four games. Uh, didn't record uh, any points, but still that experience on the national level. And you know, you always look towards the World Juniors, the Under 20 tournament, and uh, obviously there's not a lot of international hockey. That's going to go on in the next few months. But uh, just to wear that maple leaf for the first time and play on the international stage, how much did that help you in your development? Honestly, it, it was amazing because it, it just made that um, realization. Like, it made me realize that, like, wow, this is something that, like, you dream of, of being a Canadian kid. And, well, as me, when I was younger, I'd always dream of 
playing for Team Canada somewhere, sometime, and wearing that uh, Canadian crest and being able to represent Canada at the Youth Olympics, it, it was amazing because uh, getting to see and meet all the new guys from all around Canada and then being able to play in Europe actually is my first time ever being in Europe. You you mentioned it being such a dream to play for uh, uh, the uh, Canadian team and just uh, that moment where you're like, this is awesome. Was that kind of the same moment where you looked at your career and, you know, your minor hockey days and you're like, I have a real opportunity, like obviously going into the OHL, but you're draft eligible in 2022. And I know that's still, you know, far ahead, even though it's two years. But uh, was that moment kind of you saying to yourself, like, I have a real shot to make hockey a profession. And if I keep working hard, I keep doing the right things that it's going to become a reality. Well, yeah, I believe that's uh, definitely like the beginning of the stepping stones of me, like actually realizing, like I knew like it's everything I wanted to do. Like it's my dream in life. Like I, I want to be a professional hockey player and I'm going to do whatever it takes for me to get to that level. But definitely be able to be picked for that team. And then out of all those great Canadian players that, uh, that are in Canada, it definitely was a, um, a realization for me and an, an eye opener. And I'm just going to keep pushing and hopefully do everything right. And I'm going to do my best to try and make it professionally. Um, yeah. Ty, did you play any other sports uh, growing up? Actually, I played uh, lacrosse for the Memico Mountaineers. Uh, nice. Played, um, I believe it was the B Division B, and uh, I played that all the way through up, I believe, till I was eleven or twelve, and then I had to stop because hockey started getting really serious. But definitely, I loved lacrosse. How much did that help your development for hockey? Because you see, like John Tavares, right, playing lacrosse, and you see other NHL players that have played lacrosse. How much did that help you? Honestly, like it helps so much because playing lacrosse you're constantly moving it it's like um basketball like you're running back and forth down the court yeah it also helped with hand-eye coordination and the physicality so i believe it helped me make that jump in between um peewee and minor bantam of when we change into hitting because i feel like i had that um i was already used to it because of lacrosse so lacrosse taught me and helped me a ton with my hockey game yeah, that's cool so back to the ohl I like to ask. I like asking the young guys this question: What arena are you most excited to visit for? Visiting arena, are you most excited to visit in the OHL? Um, visit arena. Uh, I want to say Mississauga because that's home and where yeah. everyone everyone will be. But uh, I probably got to say the odd because I just hear ooh, absolutely ooh. like great things about Kitchener. Yeah, I like it's that a nice thing. arena. It is a nice arena, Kitchener. That, I like that. It's old, but I, it's not. Yeah, the yeah. renovation. Yeah, it's it's nice arena. I mean, Mississauga is cool too, hometown. And I like Mississauga's arena. I wish there'd be a little bit more people that go out to their games, but it's a great arena, and it's nice. Yeah, it is. And it's nice not to hear just the London answer. Like everyone knows, it's <laughs> yeah, London, London. I know. That's nice to hear. Yeah. So, I, what's that? Yeah, honestly, I actually um, I played uh, for. Uh, Ontario Ball Hockey Federation. So we actually played in provincials, and it actually happened to be in the odd. Oh, really? That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Have you played at any other OHL arenas already? Um. Well, the Hershey Center, um, the Mississauga, yeah. and then in this year we had a tournament in Windsor, so we played in the Windsor Spitfires Arena as well. Yeah, that's a cool one too. That's a bigger yeah. one too. Yeah. Yeah, it is. The Mississauga has really good ice. I've heard. Yeah. Um, actually, one of the GTHL teams play out of that arena, the Mississauga Senators. So, 
I, we didn't play it. We didn't play out of there this year, but a couple couple times last year and times before that, we played in the main bowl, and it's, it's a very nice rink. Yeah, it's nice playing. So, well, you've done it. What's that like playing in the OHL arenas for the first time? That's gonna be pretty cool, eh? Yeah, it's it's a little bit of an adjustment as well because you go from like um, playing in those GTHL rinks where they have those hard glass and yeah. stuff, and then you go into the OHL and someone comes to hit you and. It's, doesn't really hurt that like as it does in the um, gthl rings because that glass is absorbent yeah so definitely a big difference oh yeah for sure so what advice do you give to any uh players going into the ohl draft here i'm honestly just keep working hard and do whatever you can if if hockey's your love just put as much time and effort and hard work and as you can into it and just have fun with the game that's great um what player would you say you model your game after? Um, I'd like to say um, a little bit of uh, Morgan Riley and Ryan Ellis. Oh, yeah. So are you a Leaf guy? Uh, I'm tr- a Leaf guy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. We're in Detroit, guys, here, but we respect that. Yeah, hometown. Just grew up as a yeah. Oh, yeah. hometown fan. Yeah, I grew up in Windsor, so, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Detroit's right there. Yeah. So I'm in the middle. Yeah, you're in the middle. Yeah. Detroit. All right, yeah, that was uh, that was, that was awesome, fun. Ty. I yeah. really appreciate you coming on. Uh, best of luck whenever the uh, OHL season comes around, and uh, we'll try and make a few uh, North Bay games, whether it's there, Mississauga, Niagara, whatever. Uh, thanks a lot, man. Thank you for having me. That was Ty Nelson of the North Bay Battalion and the first overall pick in the 2020 OHL Priority Selection. And uh, young man sounds, uh, again, these players just seem to be primed and ready for the media and for interviews and questions early. Like, I don't know. Is well, that just me? The, like kid, it, the kids awesome. are, the kids now coming in the league are more prepared, I think, than what they were because of social media. And like, they're more, right. you wouldn't think communication, but they are. They're, they're more ready for, yeah. like, how, now guys get ready to play in the OHL at 11, 12 years old, like how Ty said, right? Mm-hmm. Ending lacrosse to play one sport. They're ready. They're prepared to play. Yep. That's what uh, they're going to do. I mean, elite, elite, talented defenseman too, Ty Nelson. The goal he scored between his legs, I'll look to find that <laughs> if I can post, post it. Post it, yeah. But that goal he scored between his inside out to defense and then goes between the legs, that's a defenseman doing that. Yep. That's yeah, you think that's it was like spectacular when Matthew Kachuk did it, but like that's a defenseman. Yeah, yeah this is a defenseman doing exactly. it. Like it's incredible. Um, yeah, and just that North Bay Battalion decor. They had a rookie goalie last year, and Joe Joe Verbetic. He's another solid goaltender. Right? He's one of the best goaltenders in the league. Yeah, well, he's going. North to be, Bay's going to run the Central in two years. Yeah, them year Kingston, or two years. Them Kingston. Yeah, well, that's going to be solid. That'll be the rivalry. There'll be a rivalry there. There's going to be some bite yeah. to that. Yeah, even Niagara North Bay, you think it's not too big of a rivalry, but it actually is. Yeah. Like it's bigger than people think. Yeah, I remember the game there this year there was a little bit of bite to it. Yeah. So well Yeah, North that was a tough series for uh uh Niagara North Bay uh in the twenty nineteen playoffs. There were a couple things that happened off the ice, so but anyways, um <laughs> Yeah. Not going to get into that. Yeah. Because we got a lot more to talk about. Uh, coming up after the break, the QMJHL possibly planning to start October 1st. Yeah, risky. Yeah. Risky. We'll talk about that. Yeah, but a tweet came out uh, on Saturday. They Sat- might be. Saturday morning. They'll be able to, but 
that doesn't necessarily mean it could happen here. Yeah. I mean, we'll exactly. touch on that. There's going to be a good debate probably. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, we'll do that on the other side here on the Own 60 Podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Dumaney. That's Colin Ward. Again, thank you to Ty Nelson for joining us on the program. Moving on in the show. Time to get to what the Q may be planning in terms of their 2020-2021 season getting underway. A tweet came out from uh, Jerome Berube, and there was probably some French accent on there, but mine sucks. That's pretty good, though. (laughs) Um, So he tweeted out, QMJHL plans to start on October 1st if everything goes well, obviously. 60-game season. Camps start October, October, August 26th. With 34 players instead of 60. Huge difference, eh? Oh, God, yeah. Huge difference. You go from two squads to just one. Those players who were drafted in, like, the 10th round or beyond are not coming. Yeah. Maybe even even less. I don't know. Top five rounds. Yeah. If that. that. Maybe only three. Because rostered, you have 20. Maybe only three go to camp. Because the year before, guys that played junior B. Yeah. Well, for True, here. yeah, I didn't even think of that. I mean, like, yeah, there's like two or three guys that'll be invited to camp that yeah. were going to make the OHL that played junior B last year. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Um, and the last uh, stipulation to this report, uh, the league for this year would be a three-division league, and in the queue there's only 18 teams. Six teams per division, and uh, you would only play teams in your division. And the Q has one of the better um, chances to return to play because none of their teams are in the USA. Yeah, and the well, the cases aren't as bad out in the Maritimes as we're yeah. Quebec. Yeah, but yeah, not yeah, Quebec. But in terms of the Maritimes, they've had how many less than a hundred in the last month or so. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And that's all Maritime, like Newfoundland, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, PEI. Like, yeah. So. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Colin? Uh, like what do you this, think? The chances like the, of that? The sixty games is good. Yeah, I mean, it's basically the full season. Sixty-eight here. Yeah, just missing eight. That's yeah, basically the full season. Uh, August twenty-six camp starts. That's like normal, no? That's normal. Yeah, yeah, that's normal. Right before, so basically start normal. Yep. Uh, the big one here though, thirty-four players instead of sixty. It's hard because how are you going to play games against each other? You're going to go two lines versus two lines, right? Yeah. Forwards. And then the goalies versus goalies. But teams that have a lot of goalies in the OHL. Oh, sorry, Niagara. That, yeah, that have goaltending <laughs> competitions. Yeah. You're going to have to make your mind up now. Yeah, that's where you have to choose. Do we bring more goalies than skaters because we have a better idea of what skaters we have? Or young guys, though, you want to get many as many prospects as you can to camp, right? Well, you want to yeah, get their experience, I mean, yeah. be around the team, be around yeah. what it's like. Yeah, but like you said, as I was reading it off, like that really only gives you room for your top five to ten draft think, picks, unless think, you had more. I like got know what they had three in the first five. Like yeah, so, I think if this would happen in the O, because there's a lot of teams in the OHL that have three to four good players in junior beef for that development here. So yeah. they'll be up next year. That's the plan, right? You play, you go down to junior B, do your thing. That next year you're on our team. So there's four new guys. So if you have 
So then you add three more. Yeah. You can't. Well, because if you really think about it, there's only three spots available each because year. there were three OAs. Well, how many spots do you think are available each year? Five? Six? Good teams don't change often. No. They do once every, like, three years. I'd say years. around five, six. Yeah, five to eight around there. Yeah. Usually Probably the last three defensemen. A, yeah. Sometimes a goalie. Because there's three for sure. Bottom three forwards. Because usually they always go up. Yeah. Each year. Yeah. Yeah, that seems about right. So, like, you lose that many guys. You replace them with your junior B guys. Yep. Really, only three to four I guys. I mean, it also depends how many trades you make, right? You could do a player for picks, and well, plus, that opens a spot. Yeah, and plus, you see guys like, let's say, like, Peter Rill's training camp. They'd have Hunter Jones there because yep. they're not on the Minnesota Wild yet. They'd have Akil Thomas there who's not on the LA Kings yet, but who be will in be his in the OAU. AHL. Yep. But the, those guys will be at their training camp because it starts before the AHL. Yeah. So that means do they get invited back since they know they're going to be graduates mm -hmm. and it's just a bonus, hey, we get them back. Because you're playing like that in the regular season. When a guy's playing 10 games, they expect to not get them back and it's just a bonus if they do because yep. you can't prepare any other way. Yeah. So I feel like they won't invite them to camp, they'll let the young guy, uh, extra young guy come in who has m more years to come now, right? Yep. So they'll let him come in, get a chance to play, and then if once you it's get all lucky, said and done, yeah, yep. once it's all said and done, yep. then if, let's say, Akeel somehow gets sent back, yeah. which I doubt he will, but if he gets sent back, then all of a sudden you get him back. It's a gift. But you're not preparing to get those guys back. Mm -hmm. You do, it's a gift. So that's what I kind of think into that. Yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense. Just the way this year has gone, and uh, you know, COVID, and uh, whether the borders will be open, and obviously this doesn't affect the queue. But um, you know, you have all these American players, foreign players. If you can't bring your yeah. imports, if you can't There's bring your thing. Americans over, That's then a great point. it's just going to be an all Canadian league, right? Yeah, which I mean. Which CHL opens up has kind of been getting into that more. Yeah, if you think about it, that opens up four to eight new spots. I mean, because you have your two imports, yeah. so that's two automatically. Depending on how many Americans you have, you know, it ranges from two to six. Well, you know. where the queue usually has a lot more Canadian players in Euros. There well, is yeah. Americans. There is Americans, but the Americans usually come to the OHL or Western Hockey League. Yeah, like their scouting pool in the states is Maine and up. Like those yeah, northern it's not as big as here. States. It's not yeah. as big as here. We got guys from New York, to New York, Michigan, Illinois, like yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah, there's out a lot, west. There's a lot you've more. got Washington, Portland, or Portland, Oregon. Um, all those Minnesota? northwest teams. Now, state of Minnesota. Uh, yeah, actually Minnesota. I think that is part of that. all those northern U.S. states. Yeah. is them. Vegas. Arizona, yeah, true, Arizona, yeah. Arizona, because I mean, uh, how, how often Matthews does that happen? Well, Matthews, Arizona, I think he's owned by Portland. I'm trying to think, he's owned, he might I'd have, have to look it up. Owned by Portland, I think his rights were owned by. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. That's thirty-four players. Actually, doesn't seem that bad when you pull it up. That uh, that no, that perfect. does open it up to those draft picks that were drafted a little bit later on. Yeah, it's perfect. So, um. Again, yeah. the Q has a big bonus. No American teams, just Quebec to concern for them. Yeah, where whereas we talked about during the totally break, here. do they move the Quebec teams to big enough ranks 
where you, obviously yeah, you're not gonna have fans, well, but Quebec big enough arena. rinks to have QMJHL games. Yeah, well the Q, the Quebec uh, Ramparts Arena there, the Valdrome, mm-hmm. that thing's pretty big, so that might be able to host a yeah Hub City. But I don't know. I don't think they're looking at Hub Cities with that. By playing division, they want the they want the travel uh, short, right? Yeah. So it doesn't really look like that's the plan. True. I guess. Yeah. I guess if you keep all the Quebec teams together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just, just trying to look to at say. Um, all of the standings, just to try and get an idea of um, where teams are located. So, um, yeah, I mean, Sherbrooke, Sherbrooke Blainville, Brabriand. I think I got that. Drummondville, Rouen, Noranda, Victoriaville, um, Shawinigan, Valdor, Gatineau. So That's, all close. They have eight Western Conference teams and ten Eastern Conference teams. Yeah, unless you just scrap divisions one year and just go all conference. Close. It's like how baseball's doing it. Yeah. You might be able to do that. Is well, that the a- Q, the Q does that, right? They do one through fifteen. Yeah. Sixteen. Even though the sixteenth team, yeah, it's got to be one yeah, through they, fifteen. Just don't do divisions. Just do conference. Baseball's yeah. doing divisions, but it's opposite. Like, I mean, you're going to have, like, the Jays are going to be playing, like, Miami a lot more. They're going to be playing team on the eastern side. Yep. In the National League. The Tigers will be playing the central teams. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, maybe you can all up that. in the air right now. They're, obviously, there's still a little bit of time till October 1st, but... Just a little over a month until August 26th when they want players to attend. And are there going to be exhibition games? Because if there's no exhibition games, August 26th is really early. Yeah, I wonder. Unless the... there's a 14 day quarantine period for the Euros, for the Americans, and just to get everyone to get, maybe not together, but, you know, group them together. If you're Canadian, you stay here. If you're European, you stay there. And I know that's yeah. only two players, but, and then if you're American, you stay here. Yeah, you know, maybe the one together. They'll want to get them in and get them together, but if you can't get in, you just can't put them. You, you'll see a lot of guys that are good enough to just stay in Europe. That are the Euros, they'll just stay in Europe. The, in the U.S., it's tough, right? Because you're yeah. committed. It's tough there. It's just yeah, unfortunate. But you might see them try to go over to the Euro and play that year. Yeah, you might see that because it, the border situation here doesn't. Well, it's extended. Doesn't look promising. It's it really expanded doesn't. now. It's expanded now to yeah, August, yeah, middle 30, of August, twenty first, I believe. Yeah, around there. Yeah. But that's to me a situation where it's a long ways away. August twenty sixth. If it's a, if the OHL were to do that, which I doubt they will, it's trouble. I feel like they'll do the BCHL into the December first start mm-hmm. over. Yeah. And December first even seems a little earlier. I thought it would be a month later in January they'd start. Yeah, That's just what I New thought. Year, hockey, yeah. But I mean, December would be nice, but it, December would still cost you a world junior. World yeah. there won't be a world juniors. If it doesn't start in by November, there won't be a world juniors. November I can see there being one. But even that's yeah, because you'd have a month, then you hit training camp the but first the team, week of December. So and, Ottawa. Ottawa, that would be very tough to have your coach basically gone yeah. for the first quarter of the season. He wouldn't be around much. Because yep. December 1st, they're basically starting. Well, November even. They're starting their scouting thing. Yep. When they do the top, pro, well, not the top prospects game, the Russia series. Yeah. When they do that, they're there. The Russia series isn't going to happen. No, it's not happening. 
and they do those. They do the scouting. They're not around a lot once. Yeah. Middle of November hits, and last week in November, they're not around a lot. Yep. They're there when they're there, especially now with it not being in well the check where they could meet in Oakville and do it for the OHL guys where it was easy for Mark and Dale Hunter to yep. coach the last game and then go worry with the team. Yep. Where now they're going to have to go to uh, Brandon and Edmonton, I believe. Or no, uh, Red Deer. Red Deer, Red Deer yeah. Edmonton. Where they're going to have to go out there. Well, and it's tougher. And if there is a, like a November, so say the queue does start on October 1st or if, you know November 1st or whatever, enough time where you can have a World Juniors, w- will the government allow it? Because the Canadian government, obviously, anyone that's a Jays fan yeah. knows that they can't play their games in Toronto, which is despite approval tough. from the city and the province, but that's where you are kind of like, are yeah. we allowed to cancel the World Juniors? I know people that, don't want it to happen he- now, but... And that, to me, means Is that, that just a preview? Well, U-17 getting canceled. Yeah. And, I mean, that, to me, that's a thing where, you know, well, they're always taking it serious, but, you know, if the Jays aren't allowed, do yep. you think that Erie Flint's... I know. That's the Saginaw's I, would be allowed? Yeah, that's a nice no. segue, too. Yeah, Because uh, that's our next discussion. So where are they going to play if there's a season, if there's no fans? Division change. Yeah. It's a mess. It's honestly a mess if that happens. I I honestly think just wait it out. I know it's tough. No yeah. fan, no player wants to do that. No owner, nobody wants to do that. But for the safety, which is most important, it's not worth it. Yep. It's not worth it. Like, I don't know if... And this Summer is this is kind of a discussion that includes the WHL as well. This isn't just an OHL yeah, problem. Yeah, it's everything. Well, the WHL is a fan-generated league, right? Oh yeah. So, but they don't have fans, and the, they can't start till fans in the are in buildings because they won't they won't be able to last. Oh, so, there's no way. Yeah, so that's an interesting. The, one the there. only ones that I think that have a solid opportunity of actually um, having a chance to play is because their buildings are NHL buildings and that's yeah, Edmonton, but they're still Calgary, renting that. Vancouver. But they're still renting that. That still costs a lot of money. That's true. That still costs a lot of money to yep. get out there and do that. I mean, like, look at the red, look at red deer. Red deer has a great market. The Regina, a great market. Those teams without having fans, they're going to take a huge hit. Mm-hmm. That'd be like here having London, not having fans. 9,000. Yep. You're losing a lot. Yep. Doesn't matter how many is in your uh, stands. You have a 6,000 seat arena. You're losing money. So that's the tough part. That is the tough part yeah. for the West. They can't start till there's fans in the league. And yeah. I think that's the best decision because you can't lose. Well, you'll lose, but you're not going to lose as much as you would. Well, in the American these places with nobody there. And the American teams that would have to come across and play in whatever city, there's generate or there's, excuse me, there is. Um, revenue lost. They're not in their own yeah. building. Billets, restaurants, hotels. Uh, I mean, they probably going to pay for the. They hotel? might not have to pay for rent in their rink. That might actually be helpful a little bit, but they'd have to pay for rent well, for the buildings they go to. Jun- well, the Junior B, Provincial Junior A. There won't be a season. There will not be. No, a season. there won't. Yeah. There won't be a season. The GOJHL that'll be pretty tough. The PGHL like yeah. Well, yeah. The P there will be nothing. Junior C is fa- if you don't have fans, they, not a chance. There's yeah, no way. But it doesn't matter. You're paying so much money for taxes and stuff, right? Yep. Where I that, don't even... That's ref, where you wonder if the government is giving... And, referees everyone. and Junior C are a joke. Sorry, but referees and Junior well, C then. are a joke to pay. It's it's crazy. 
It's half your attendance for the teams that yeah. don't have the numbers. It's half their attendance they're giving away to refs. So are they going to be able to have a team with no fans? Yeah. No, and they're not going to be able to get in the arena with no fans. It's a smaller market. It's not like they have their big arenas, right? Like in, where in the OHL, they yep. do. So that's the thing. And a lot of owners also in the O, they generate, they keep buying the team because they make that money back each year, the following year. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think you make money in the O. I think you just break even. Break if even. you have a decent and that's why they team keep going. and you know, the fans keep coming back, then you're breaking even. Yeah, because so that's the plan with ownership. Because there even. are teams in the league that don't generate money off of parking or um, concessions yeah, or you city. know stuff like that where their revenue is tickets, merchandise, or one and two. Yeah, and that's like what we said there too about the arena rentals, right? Yeah. To where no concession, they're yeah. not getting that. No merchandise. They're not getting that. Yeah. The Burks don't own the Meridian Center. No. I'm pretty the they Hunters don't own the They bud, rent off of they? them, right? Is that? The Hunters don't own the Bud, do they? Nope. The Bud. So uh, City think probably. It's Spectrum? Yeah. I think it's Spectrum. Hamilton Bulldogs oh, don't know. own the arena. That's Chorus Entertainment. Yeah. So right? there we not a lot of arenas do. I know Peterborough doesn't own their arena. Nope. Because they don't make Owen any money besides Owen merchandise. Good, yeah, because Peter I heard a rumor about that that it's just Asian. merchandise yeah. from the Peets. Well, they're uh, that's no parking or concessions. That's all well, goes Sarnia, to the city. Sarnia, the whether ticket, that's true or not, I don't. I know. I think but. Sarnia. It was the average ticket pricing is twenty two dollars. The twenty two, the extra two dollars is for parking. Parking's free in Sarnia, but you pay it an extra two bucks. For really? Your, yeah. So you pay in Sarnia. You know a game. Yeah. You pay nothing to park, but. The $2 on your tickets, the extra $2 on your ticket, goes to the city for parking or arena upgrades. They had a new arena roof, and that came from You know what? That's $2. actually not that bad of an idea. No, it's a great idea. That. It's a great $2. idea. $2. Like, come on, guys. I'd rather pay the two, $22 for a ticket yeah. than pay the $5, $10 for the parking. Exactly. I mean, 15 in London. Yeah, well, fifteen I, ten dollars games in London. Five, can vary. Ice dogs five, five. to ten dollars, yeah. depending on the rent or it the cost, lot. It cost a lot to go to an OHL yeah. game. When you think Sarnia is a great spot, that's a yep. caught in. That's and, what caught my eye. When, and then the, the city the will rip game. you off with all the concession prices: beer twelve dollars. Yeah. That's not Toronto prices, but still, <laughs> like you know, nachos eight dollars. Like you know, yeah. that's where it goes. Hot dog five dollars. And it's you a think freaking about that. hot dog. So you like, think about that this year. They will lose. All of that if they don't start, if they start before December 1st, they will lose all of that. Yep. And the other thing is, do you even feel comfortable as a fan to go to a game? It's tight. It is tight. I mean, they won't be That's able to sell. That's where you have to do they a won't quarter be, to half capacity. They won't be able to sell the whole bowl, but at least they'll make some concession yeah. money. Where you could do every third suite. Where what would it be? Season tickets. Because gatherings and indoor is up to 50, right? Yeah. So 50. obviously that's not even that's close not gonna happen, to enough training to camp. having a training camp. Yeah, but that's different because Major League Baseball, not there's start... more than 50 media members in those parks. Yeah, and they're not going to start training. Now, obviously, it's the states, but yeah. still. But they're not going to start training camp till it's done. They're not going to start training camp. Then, all oh, we got to close again. They're not going to do that. They got to get stick to it. Yeah. If it happens, it happens. But I don't think it should start before December 1st. Don't rush it. You got to think what we just named. Yeah. You're losing all that arena rentals and how you said about the Burke family and not just them, every ownership, basically every ownership, yep. except for a couple, make 
just break even every year and just keep going. Yeah, and that's what and that's, that's what, what bugged me about baseball. And I understand there was a whole money debacle about you know their contracts or CBA about this new sixty Where game are you getting season. Getting the money from they find yeah exactly, and the owners being difficult or whatever. But from an OHL standpoint, if the owners are being difficult, they kind of have a reason to be. You're not making they're not because making they're money. not Major League Baseball. They're not the National Hockey and League. They don't I have think- Nike giving them. A, Ten million dollars, and that's why to I, have sponsor. That's right, and that's why you got to draw the line here and say, we're not, we're not the billionaire owners like yeah. they are in the NHL. It's not. You don't got Bell and Rogers owning the Ice Dogs like they're owning the Leafs. Yep. You don't exactly. have that. It's not the same. A lot are independent. Yeah, so that's the big thing to me. You can't start until you can have at least a little bit of fancy. So you got to generate some kind of revenue. Yep, or it will not. It will not succeed. I mean, teams kind of right now are generating revenue off of selling masks, but... Uh, yeah, but that draws a lot. <laughs> it's not a yeah. lot. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> I'm just, just trying to think of a bright side here, but uh, yeah, I mean, you can't play... Ho- you can't do this without those American teams. This is in the O and in uh, in the dub. The Western Hockey League would lose five teams if they started their season because they're, they have a whole well, U.S. The division. Boat. They're in the same boat as us here in the OHL. They're in the exact same boat. Yeah. They won't be able to start till it's Because open. if you think about it, London Erie, people will go out of their way to watch that game mm-hmm. because it's such a big rivalry. If there's no games, Division. including Niagara, Niagara, Niagara Erie. or London Erie, the people might not be as interested. Yeah. And think about Sioux. Sioux St. Marie. So London, Sarnia, Windsor, uh, maybe Kitchener, maybe Guelph, maybe what? Owen Sound, drive through the state to get the Sioux. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a big effect. Yep. It's affected. I mean, it's crazy. Sault Ste. Marie is the border city up there, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to be able to, like, yep. Windsor, have team. It's a thing. The, okay. cases, the cases in Ontario, it's always, uh, you know, it's been, it hasn't gone under 100 yet, but uh, on Saturday, I think it was 100 and between 140, 160, something like that. And but a third it, of them were in Windsor. Lot. Yeah, so that's where the OHL's kind of like, can we even play at the WFCU Center? Yeah. There is not a damn hotel within sight of that arena. Yeah. Because I was thinking about that. Honestly, I was thinking about that on the way in. Because so teams in the States, if they start before December 1st or before the borders open, yep. would have to play, find a home here in Canada. Yep. So I was thinking, would Windsor be an option? They got a big arena. But then, like how you said, no, uh, no hotels. Yeah. So no, and then teams wouldn't and go there anyways. What makes Shared no Arena. sense, and this is why the city of Windsor has been failing at entertainment for a while. You look at hey, downtown Detroit. I, you look at the skyline. Wings games, Tigers games. You see Detroit. It's all bright and everything. And lit up. Yes, I understand because of the skyscrapers um, and all of that. That makes it a lot better. But then you see Windsor. You have Caesars. That's, That's it. it. That's it. Hey. And then it's dark. Quick question. Quick the question. The city of Windsor is terrible Quick question. at trying to generate Quick tourism. Question, and that's just <laughs> the only tourism they get is because the <laughs> Americans turn 19 and they come over to drink. So, quick question though. Windsor Pizza. Oh, it's phenomenal. <laughs> I just want to add that in there. It is phenomenal pizza. Oh, yeah. Right. We'll be there at a featured game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's nice. That text. Hit up Armando's or Capri Pizza. Okay. Um. Anyways. So, if you, <laughs> so and we were talking about this. Say, say the O came back and they made the U.S. teams find a home in Canada. And you said Flint and Leamington. Junior B affiliate. That's cut right there. Because Leamington was the last county, county, town, whatever you want to call it, 
to enter stage two in Ontario. They well, were that last. Was, they that Windsor, was, Essex, and then uh -oh. Leamington. That was the farm that broke out, though. Yeah. I remember the, that's, that was like yep. in Norfolk, right? Hold in Norfolk. Yep. The farms that the broke Scotland out. Scotland group. Yeah, yep. That was, the farm was majority of the breakouts. The people uh, yeah, off the, the farms. Yeah, but the OHL's not going to send them there. No, because that's of the That's what numbers. I'm saying. That's not going to no, happen. Because of the numbers. Yeah. So you yep. got to cut that. So no, that's Chatham. cut automatically. Well, Chatham. Chatham was talked about an expansion team. Yep. Chatham's another one that could host something. Yep. They got a nice arena there. It might be a chance. You got St. Mary's, but... You got Strathroy. Yeah, Strathroy, St. Mary's. I think it's Strafford. Yeah. Because yeah. Erie could go Brantford, Stratford, because Stratford hosts... And Brantford is the most viable arena to have an OHL oh, team, because yeah. that... I know this isn't fans or whatever. This, you know, oh, that arena effect, is... Though. That was renovated for the Erie Otters when McDavid was there. There was yeah. a buyer all ready to fork over the money, and then someone bought Erie and kept them there. Yeah. I mean... So that would probably be Erie's home, and we're trying that's to That's what we out, said right away. We said that right away. Yeah. When we saw that on Friday, we said right away, Erie Branford. Yeah. Right away. Yep. And if the second option, I think, is Strafford, because Strafford hosts... Uh, I think, yeah, Strafford hosts a couple of exhibition games for Erie before, and plus... For Erie? Yeah, plus Strathroy did. London, London oh, played oh. them. London Erie. Mm. And Strathroy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Strathroy. I don't think Stratford's big enough. I've been to Stratford. That rank, it's like older. that it's ice older. is small. It's older too. Yeah, yeah you need the That's the thing surface. about these yeah. junior B ranks. Their ice is... It's different. Yeah. Junior C too, it's different than what it is. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. You could, you could play games at the Hespler Arena. Because yeah. one of their ranks is O H or not OHL NHL sized. One of their ranks is Olympic sized. Yeah, I think Elmer's obviously they like won't that play too. Olympic, but you know there's no there's stands, but it's there's no Woodstock. OHL stands, Woodstock. but it's a rank. How about Woodstock? Woodstock's got a nice arena. Yeah, it's got the press yep. box. Woodstock's another one, but Woodstock's well, the an press Olympic would probably just service. be spread out around the stands because they'd have to be far enough away. Yeah, Woodstock's an Olympic ice service as well, though. It's big. Yeah, that's it's big. That's where that Peterborough question. Three, they're, three their three boards are there square. Before. It's big. Yeah, like their you're boards gassed. are square, making their ice different. Yeah. So is that where you're like, okay, that's you know, we already have this with Peterborough where teams are coming in, and sure, the length of the ice isn't different, but corners are. And talking with Hunter Jones, when you first get there, it does make a difference. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. would Olympic really be that bad? No, it would just it'd favor the Euros. You just have stronger skaters like yeah. coming into the I mean, NHL draft. Like that would develop. Yeah, that might develop you yeah. a little bit better. Because yeah, you know, you, if you're gonna play, you have to find options. So, Leamington then would be a no until yeah, they I, get out of phase three. I don't even think you do. Because that's that, just your junior B affiliate. Right away, I thought Leamington. Yeah, but Leamington then, yeah. Flyers. Yeah. So right away, I thought Flint goes there because they're affiliated. Yeah, they got connections there. Well, and that's where you but almost not, question yeah, whether the o, that's where you almost question whether the OHL wants to play in a border city because it affects Sarnia. Do you think it affects Niagara because wow. it's it, they're in St. Catharines and they're on they the west guys. end of St. Catharines, yeah, like they're out York towards guys. the Grimsby side of the uh, Saint, city of St. Catharines. Whereas you've still got a half an hour drive to go to Fort Erie or but, a twenty I minute mean, drive to Niagara Falls. They've had New York guys before that made that drive across the border. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like Stephen Dillon, when he was playing yeah. for the Ice Talks, he lived with his parents in Buffalo. Yeah, that so was every half day. an hour, forty-five minutes every day. Yeah, so every day they're across the border. Yeah, 
That's another. So that's I think I think Niagara would be okay because they are not right on the board. Like Windsor, Detroit, city to city, Sarnia, Point Edward, whatever, Sarnia to uh, Port Huron. That's city to city. Whereas St. Catharines, twenty minutes, Niagara Falls, then Niagara Falls, New York. Yeah, and St. Catharines, thirty-five minute drive. More action there too. Fort Erie, Buffalo. More action there too than there is in Sarnia. Well, yeah. So, so there's situation. Yeah, that's where you're. Again, you said to. I mean, it's a thing. If cases you, keep going, getting bad, I don't know. I'd have to check the numbers in Quebec. But if they're, if they start to rise or anything, or is Ottawa okay to play? Because it's right there. Yeah, I know. Well, there's action. Whether, they're I don't definitely know if you can not close the border game. to Ontario. They're Quebec, not doing that Gatineau Ottawa game. I guarantee you that. Oh, there's no way. They're there's no doing, way they can do that. Yeah, there's no way they'll do that. I'm looking it up. You can still do the K9 Cup. <laughs> oh, that's your favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone loves that. No one plays game. for the OHL Championship. About? They play for the K9 Cup. Jeez. That's right. Don't yeah, you people know that? I think we said that our first show. <laughs> I think so. We had the featured game, Niagara Hamilton. We had the featured game. <laughs> like, yeah. If you're out of it, man, that'd be oh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, that's tough. But yeah, I, again, the dub has the same problem, and I'm not talking about just because of the American teams. I mean, they got more access. Whether it's they're the close same, to the U.S. or not, a lot of travel. So. It's a lot more travel in the in the dub, but it's very similar. Yeah. So is, is that where you spread out the U.S. teams? Two in BC, one in Alberta, one in Saskatchewan, one in Manitoba. Hub City? You got MTS Center? You almost have you to in Calgary. the WHL. You, you got, almost have to. Yeah, you got MTS Center. Yeah, in Winnipeg, Winnipeg. Home of the Winnipeg Ice. You have... Formerly Kootenai Ice. You have Regina. That's a nice arena. Regina, the Brant Center. Yep. yep. You have Red Deer. Nice arena. You have Edmonton, Cal- Rogers Place. Yeah, but they're, they're Hub City for the NHL. So you have Calgary. Yeah, that's Saddledome yeah. is questioned about. Got to use it. Vancouver, you can put them at Rogers no Place. But that's the thing though, about those big buildings. You can't use them because you're going to use so much. You know, use so much money that, but you're not generating any. Those dub teams playing in an NHL size arena aren't generating any money. So how are they going to pay for it? Yeah, that's a, that's the question there because you can't rent out an NHL arena for no fans and for mm-hmm. a WHL team when you're going to have no money you're making. Yeah, you're not bringing any revenue in at all. That's a tough part yeah I mean, the city would have to take on a lot i think those cities like calgary would take on way too much when they've already had talks about the saddle dome yeah where they'd say no yeah that's where the yeah that's where, where calgary's kind of like, like where a place like red deer is hosting mem cup a place like regina is hosting mem cup yeah why not regina's in a good spot yeah Reg- red deer regina saskatoon yeah it's in a good spot those are good spots to host it I mean, Red Deer's in the market. Like, but could you do that for How about, uh, three months? What about Kelowna? Five months. Kelowna's pretty impactful. I know it's though. different with pros, but when you got, you know, teenagers, that's yeah. tough to keep. Te- Again, we're not teenagers anymore. <laughs> Haven't been for two years. Two and a half years, whatever. Yeah, you're 22 uh, now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Meh. <laughs> 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 Nah. Um, Forget it. Like we said at the beginning of this show, it, I'm it'd 20. be tough for teenagers to obey. Oh, you have to stay in your hotel room 24 yeah, seven unless together. you're at the rink. Yeah, but if they're together with the guys, I mean, yeah, but you're living the best years of your life. 
It's the best years of your life you're playing. I understand that, not, but you might never play. If there's strict the rules about them not being able to leave. You know, you just hang out. Is it going to be hotel. like how you were younger when you pools. went to tournaments and coaches all curfew or whatever? Like, yeah, I mean, you can bring your video games. You can set it all up. You I mean, know, can you imagine a hub with the Owen 60 podcast in it? That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. I'd be down. Yeah, and the hotels be, wouldn't even mind PS, that. They'd the still PS4 be making be money because the league and yeah. teams would be paying for it. It's not like they'd be losing Uber Eats would love money. It. Yeah. They'll, they'll constantly be going to the... They'd probably strike a deal food? with Uber Eats or Skipper or something. Yeah, because where are you going to get your food? But then that's another thing. It's a lot of money. That's an NHL yeah. type thing. The w, that's, the where you almost have to look for, that. that's where you almost have to look for hotels that have restaurants in them. Yeah. Because most of, like the Toronto hotels, I can't even all, use like, those. You can't like, dine they in. They cost a lot of money. There's restaurants there. You can't dine in. It'd be one team at a time with the 50 people yeah. thing. Oh yeah, there'd have to be. It'd have to be one team at a time. Because if you think about well, it, you got the radio have, broadcasters, like, you got the um, social socials. people, trainers, only one coaches. Social, like only one social. That yeah, would cover for the everything. NHL. That's for the NHL. Yeah, but would that be like that though for the, the NHL has one per team? Yeah, but so if the CHL did this, it would be this. It would be very similar. Yeah, it has to pay be. for all those media members that come. That, the only like, thing about that is there's a few teams where the social media manager and like communications does play by play as well. Yeah, so you'd have so, to have an extra person. Yeah. For those teams, your team would make an exception. Yeah. But for the one team that uh, someone that can do social, do the interviews and stuff, they're going to have to go. Yeah. Not many people do that, though. What? They always have someone that interviews. Like, not ever. Like, the person that's in charge, like, their social and stuff doesn't do the post game interviews. Oh, yeah, yeah. I still haven't really saw that. that that's where interns come in. Yes, to play. sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, that was long. We've gone way Yeah, but that over. was fun, though. But anyways, that was fun. Um, I mean, who knows? Change the division? To that quick over time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we kind of drew up these divisions about. Got to get to it if this, we drew it up. This isn't even whether or not the West. Uh, we couldn't change. We could not figure out. Actually, how you know what? I just Uh-oh. thought of this now. If the West, if they did that, so say Erie played in Brantford, say Saginaw played in Strathroy, say Flint played in Chatham, whatever. Yeah. Then you couldn't change. Them. That'd be perfect. That's the West. What about anything? Sith? Brantford, Kitchener, Guelph, Owen Sound. West of that yeah. is the Western Conference. So then Sue plays in the East. No. Well, where's Sue going to go? In the Sue, West. So Sue's going to travel every game because he can't go through the border. Yeah, around. they're going to have to. Welcome to the travel. I'm going to look that up. Erie goes through that right now. Erie's travel is the worst of any team. Oh, by far. There's no yeah. way. it's the, the Sue sucks. That's pretty bad, too. Like, that travel sucks. I'm not saying the team sucks. I'm saying that no, travel no. sucks, too. Erie and Sue have the worst travel. Oh, by far. Because Erie has to go through two Eastern Conference teams to get to most of their opponents. Yeah. So I'm that's where... zooming in. So the Western Conference, it's tough to change. But in terms of the East, so for the East Division, I have anyways, Kingston, Ottawa, Peterborough, Sudbury, North Bay. You move them over because they're all Northeast Ontario, Northeast-ish Ontario. And then you okay. look at the Central. You got Niagara, Mississauga, Barrie. Niagara, Mississauga, hour away. Niagara, Barry, two and a half, three. What did you look at? You would have to change the divisions. Why? So, Sault Ste. Marie to Windsor. Yeah. That'd be the furthest around. Yep. Nine hours, 56 minutes. What's it through the States? Five hours, 12 minutes. Oh my God! You want to? You don't want to change the divisions what, now? So, so where would you put Sue then? Yes, put him in the East. One year with Kingston, Ottawa, Sudbury, North Bay. So you get rid of Peterborough, Hamilton. 
Hamilton Niagara, play it. You just, no, it has to be an odd No, that made no sense. Yeah, but you so have to. How do you do this? So, Kingston, Ottawa, Sue, and I'm typing this as we talk about it. So, you get rid of Peterborough in that East Division. So, that makes Kingston, Ottawa, Sioux, Sudbury, North Bay. Yeah. Then the Central, what do you go? Who moves to the West in the Central? Because Peterborough can't be in the East. So, you got to put Peterborough in the Central Division. So, that gives you Peterborough, Niagara, Mississauga, Barrie, Oshawa, Hamilton. It's yep. got to either be Mississauga or Hamilton that moves to the Western Conference. Mississauga, because you can't have Niagara going through Hamilton. No. To play teams in the so Mississauga. So Mississauga moves to the Midwest Division. You need an expansion team. If you had one more expansion team, you could put you could put Mississauga, okay, so Niagara. Boom! You're no, with, you're we're with, reworking you're, divisions here. So now we got to move down. So okay, Sue yeah. is gone from the West Division. Who moves from the Midwest to play Windsor, Sarnia, Flint, Saginaw? London. London. Erie. London. Because Erie's in London. Brand. Yeah, London. Yeah, London. Okay. So there goes t- rivalries. Not really, though. Windsor, Windsor, London, Windsor, Sarnia. Or London's, yeah, but Windsor, Kitchener, London, Windsor, Guelph. Or London, Kitchener, London, Guelph, London, Erie. A lot more interesting. London, Windsor, London, Sarnia. London, Windsor, I'd probably take over London, Erie, or London, Guelph, to be honest. Really? Yeah. London Windsor's got a history, right? The conference finally yeah, got Hall, Tamaris. Yeah. I'd go. Okay, so we've got our divisions. So in the Eastern Division, Kingston, Ottawa, Sioux, Sudbury, North Bay, Central, Peterborough, Niagara, Barrie, Oshawa, Hamilton, Midwest, Mississauga, Kitchener, Guelph, Owen. Yeah, Mississauga, Kitchener, Guelph, Owen Sound, Erie, Windsor, Sarnia, Flint, Saginaw, and London in the West. Boom. Soft. Problem solved. <laughs> Whew, headache. All right. Okay. That's how it goes. It's going to happen. Right. That's what would have to That's happen. That's what the OHL that, would have to almost do, do if, the, if too they start with COVID. It's too much to do if they started during this. They can't. They, we're approaching 40 minutes on this. Yeah, I mean, we're going overtime. Uh, but. Oh, well. Yeah. I better um, pick it up. But it's going to happen. Yeah. You can't start. That doesn't matter anyways. The divisions will not start. You can't. It won't happen. There's no way. The Q, yeah, for the sure. Q could. But no the, American team. But the dub and the O, not a chance. Yeah. It's not happening. December 1st, January 1st. Mark it on your calendar. In between there, it'll start. No World Juniors. Play the Wings Goal Horn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that ends our 30th episode. Uh, again, thanks Holy to Ty 30. Nelson for joining us. He's a new 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 22. Say that 20. when you're 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that with the show. With the episode. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it was a good show. We're working on guests for next week. Uh, Colin wants to go streaking again, so uh, we're we'll going streaking. S- we'll see what happens. There will be another week off, though. I will tell you that I'm going on vacation again Whoa. up to my uncle's cottage. So. Big vacation guy. Eh? Yeah, big vacation guy. Yeah. There I mean, will be a weekend off season off coming. Off season vacation. Eh? Off Pretty season, much. Off yeah, season, man. Off season cottage and golf. Exactly. The and sixty effect. That's what I'm to, saying. You can catch us probably any uh, off day on a golf course in between Haldeman, Norfolk, and Brant. Yep. Even Hamilton. Sometimes Hamilton, Oakville, Burlington. You can catch us on a golf course. Yep. Pretty or at my uncle's cottage. Yep. So. Um, all right. Yeah. That uh, ends the 30th episode. Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, Fun no all-name bracket, unfortunately, but uh, the slugger. we're going to try and come up with something else to Maybe end arenas. our show off on a fun note. Maybe arenas we can count down, but j- but it's ours. It's the ours. Best arena in the L but bracket? But it's our decision. 
Why? No, 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 no. That's no. dumb. Yeah, it is dumb. We're for the people. We're for the people. That's a selfish play. Jeez. Bench get your me. head out of your Bench ass. Bench me. Bench me. That's why we're going on vacation. <laughs> what a joke. Maybe, yeah, we'll, maybe we'll start that soon. We'll, we'll have to have some discussions. Colin's wow. angry, so we'll have to settle down. I'm mad at myself. I, <laughs> I pride myself hey. into a leadership role, and then that happens. Demote me, coach. Demote me. Okay, I'll take your A off of your jersey on Chell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Demote me for a week. For a week. For a week. Oh, all right. No, yeah. you get the C, I'll get the A. Oh, get, okay. All right. Promoted, Done. I'll get demoted. Done. All right. Good plan. For a week. Uh, <laughs> for a week. <laughs> for a week. I don't know, okay. You go on vacation, I get the C. Oh, so, so, so I'll get promoted, and then I'll become Joe Thornton a week later. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the C. Then, uh, Patrick Marlowe. Uh, yeah. Then the rest Joe Pavelski. Yeah. And, yeah. Look, yeah. Continue. Oh, well. All right. We're that's rambling. it. We'll chat next Play week. Play the wings, Goldhorn. All right. See ya. <laughs>